0: Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church Podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Welcome to our Friday podcast. Today we answer a question that was submitted by one of our listeners. And today's question is, What happens when we die? This is a reasonable question. We've all had to wrestle with the reality of death at some point. Maybe we've lost a loved one. Maybe we've been diagnosed with a dread disease. Right now we are in the middle of a pandemic that has claimed thousands of lives. It's hard not to think about our own weakness, our own mortality, at times like this. What happens to us when we die? There's enough biblical evidence to convince us that the soul continues after death. Not only that, it is clear from several passages in the Bible that we are awake, aware, or conscious while we wait for our eternal destiny. And what is that eternal destiny? We will spend eternity in resurrection bodies in the new heavens and new earth. Heaven is not our final destination. It is what many theologians have called an intermediate state. What happens to us when we die? Well, first, the Bible tells us that we will be with Christ. The Apostle Paul spoke of having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Philippians chapter 1, verse 23. Paul does not speak of death as a departure from the body into nothingness or unconsciousness. There is no indication that we will just be asleep until Jesus returns. When the Bible does speak of those who have fallen asleep, like in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it is simply using a euphemism for death. No, what Paul describes is to be with Christ. And he says it is much better than what we experience now. Second, Paul also said that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord and that therefore he would prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6-8 to 8. This is significant because it makes it clear that it is possible to be absent from the body. It implies that we do have souls which continue after the body dies. Moreover, he says that the soul will be at home with the Lord. This implies that we will know where we are and that we will be at home there. Third, Christ's conversation with the thief on the cross gives us some insight into when we transition from life in this world to life in the next. In Luke chapter 23, verse 43, Jesus said, "'Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise.'" The Jehovah's Witnesses translate this verse differently. They say, "'Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise.'" Their translation gives the impression that Jesus gave the promise today, but paradise will only come later. But the original text and the context does not allow for such a reading. What did the thief ask of Jesus? Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus Christ's answer assures the thief that he will not only remember him, but that the thief will be with him today. Fourth, the book of Revelation gives us numerous glimpses into heaven. Most relevant to our conversation is Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. There John sees the souls of those who have been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They were in heaven, and they were conscious. They weren't in some kind of soul sleep. We know this because in the very next verse, they cried out to the Lord, O Sovereign Lord, holy and true! How long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Verse 10. To summarize, what happens when we die? The soul departs the body and immediately joins Christ in His heavenly glory. What will heaven be like? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, the Apostle Paul writes, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. He's quoting from Isaiah 64, verse 4. In verse 10 and verse 13 of that same chapter, he makes it clear that God has revealed something of the glories that He has in store for His children, but He's not revealed everything. As Randy Alcorn, in his book on heaven, put it, not exhaustively, but accurately. So what can we say about heaven? We've already seen that the most important, most striking and most glorious truth about heaven is that christ will be there in john chapter 14 verse 3 jesus said if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and will take you to myself that where i am you may be also this is what should excite us most about heaven our Lord and Savior, our prophet, priest, and king, our Alpha and Omega, our Passover lamb, our advocate with the Father, our faithful friend, Jesus Christ, will be there. Also, we know that it will be far better than what we experience here. It is called paradise for a reason. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. It is also called a place of joy. How could it not be a joyful place if Jesus is there? In Matthew 25, verse 21, Jesus told a parable about faithfulness and judgment. He concluded with these words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Matthew 25, verse 21. When Hebrews describes the faithfulness of Jesus in chapter 12, verse 2, it says that he kept his eyes on the joy of that was set before him. Clearly, heaven is a place of profound joy. The Bible also mentions that God's throne will be in heaven, Isaiah 66 verse 1. The angels will be there, 1 Peter 3 verse 22. Our fellow believers who have died will also be there, Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. Again, the Bible does not tell us everything, but it tells us enough. One thing I would caution against, however, is a genre of Christian books that have taken the world by storm. Heaven tourism books, if you will. Many of these have been Christian bestsellers, and some have even been turned into movies. These books, however, often go beyond what the Bible has revealed and share details that sometimes plainly contradict the teaching of Scripture. If you've read some of them, you may have noticed that they also contradict each other. So someone... Is lying in fact in 2015 Alex Mallory whose journey to heaven is documented in the book the boy who came back from heaven a book that sold more than 1 million copies he confessed that the entire account was fictional made up a lie sadly these books often excite people more than their Bibles we know heaven is for real not because Todd Burpo's son has supposedly been there but because God has revealed it in scripture. God in his grace and wisdom has revealed enough about heaven in the Bible for us to trust him with our eternal future. Where the Bible is silent, we should be as well. Anything more is mere speculation. Finally, there is the question of how we get to heaven. Here, I will point you to Acts chapter four, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The only way to be assured of our place in heaven is by repenting of our sins and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't done so, I'd encourage you to do so now. Humble yourself before the Lord. Confess your sin. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, His death upon the cross, His resurrection from the dead. There's no other way. To get to heaven. God bless.